You're listening to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Hey, Jay, are you ready? Because it's time to start the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and I really miss doing these. These are like uh, one of the most fun times I have is I get to interview and talk to people, some people, my friends, some people, uh, not so much, but, uh, and then maybe you guys get to know them. If you don't already know them, I try to have people that are more famous than me. And I say about a month, this YouTuber will have skyrocketed to the stratosphere. He has amazing, uh, (laughs) he has amazing takes if you don't know who he is. But uh, before we begin, don't forget, to head over to geeksandgamers.com where you can uh, find all kinds of stuff of your pop culture needs, participate in the forums, sign up to be a member, all kinds of cool things over there as well. And uh, ninelineapparel.com, if you want to get something from Nineline Apparel, the Rebellion stuff is not there yet. It's all sold out. But uh, if you want anything else in the store, use code DRUNK3PO to get 20% off on your order. So that's ninelineapparel.com. The links are in the description below. And the link for this YouTuber is also in the top of the description. Um, he's been a good friend over the years. He, he really he pops in my live streams and uh we also play Fortnite together. So how so what can you say about that? So please, please, everyone in the chat, give a good welcome to my friend Disparu, all the way from across the pond. Hello. Yeah, you came in with the uh, full-on professional intro voiceover while it's still on the screen. I was very impressed. Told me that I can talk as much as I want, despite the fact that I'm like one of the most verbose people I know. And like, I deliberately have to make everything to the point and cut everything down in videos because otherwise all of them would be an hour and I'd just be waffling on about whatever came into my head in the first place. So I never need to be told that. Yeah, I I am in your streams all the time. Your lawnmower streams were like non-ironically some of my favorite ever streams. And I I, I can't put my finger on why, but it was like simultaneously relaxing and hilarious. (laughs) It's awesome. I don't know. Like people love that stuff because I turn into like, you know, there's a there's a there's a portion of me that's redneck. I, I don't talk about it much. I don't know if you know what that means means like uh hillbilly mountain living yeah only from like movies which never shows them very complimentary most most people not all not all so i don't want to upset anyone that's watching live or listening not all but some rednecks you know the people that 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 basically they're like the uh leader of geeks and gamers jeremy so (laughs) if you think of a redneck think of think of jeremy from geeks and gamers so that's uh that's who I tried to uh, be when I'm cutting grass on a simulator game. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you just drive into a tree. It, it was always those moments that were the best. It's, it's like, all right, my problem is, <laughs> it's like you're, uh, I'm trying to play the game. I'm used to playing, you know, mm. on console. And this, you got to use the keyboard to steer and cut. And it's a little different for me. And then I'm like trying to watch the chat at the same time. And uh, yeah, it just turns into a mess. But uh, I remember there was an early thing. You had like three percent left, and you it, you realized it was suddenly timed, and you're just driving around a garden that all looks cut, and you can't find any of the. Little I, know, bits. I can't find that. Uh, I can't find that last blade of grass. And people in the chat, if you're wondering, uh, what the heck <laughs> Disparu is talking about, I give you, I'll give you just a little sample, just a little sample. 
professional lawn mowing. It's what we do at Kiss My Grass. This is Cut My uh, Kiss My Grass uh, Company. And this is my first job. I'm doing great. Basically, yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but basically it. I see everyone in the chat if you're listening from any of my podcasts, Spotify or Apple, or wherever you listen. Uh, this is a live recording. And uh, seeing everybody in the chat saying, hey, um, and, and talking about you. Some people were like, let's see, this is what someone said about you. Disparu is a hilarious British YouTuber who did a breakdown of Wheel of Time. The only one I found. I read all the books and hated what Amazon did to the lore. Was was Wheel of Time, like, was that like some of your first YouTube videos that you made? Or um, had you been on YouTube a while before that? I'd been on maybe, I think I've probably started around June. And I think that was sort of in November. So it was early on. Uh, it, I think it was probably like my second big topic that I'd actually done. And uh, I wasn't... I, there were so few people covering it, so that was the thing. Because it, it's a major series of books, but just in the YouTube space, everyone that covered it, they kind of all loved it, and it was your typical sort of React content YouTubers. There were very few people that either knew about the books that covered it, and the ones that did were, tended to be very complimentary. So it was uh, Night's Watch were actually the biggest uh, people who were sort of speaking out against the books and everything, and they shouted me out during Wheel of Time, which kind of oh, exploded wow. those reviews. So... Uh, yeah, that was like my second big kind of boost in subscribers. The first so, one was Saints Row. So when you decided, like, what what uh, what went off in the brain of yours to say, you know what? Let me give this YouTube thing a try. Let me see. I I've got something I need to say. Uh, there was a f there was a few moments like I'd I'd made videos the odd one but never really taken anything kind of seriously. And then I wanted to uh, start streaming on Twitch. Very quickly, you realize on Twitch that if you don't actually do anything off the platform, no one's going to find you. You're going to be at the bottom of the list and you're kind of just wasting your time. So then I wanted to do YouTube, but it was, it was uh, watching Friday Night Tights. Uh, Gary, at the time, and I think repeatedly, had been on about how um, we need more people talking about, out about the stuff. Nobody knows how long they've got left. People need to replace other people coming in and stuff. And uh, I, I think those kind of messages of essentially, if you're considering doing it, just start. That's kind of the impetus that just makes you go from thinking about it into making it kind of happen. And uh, yeah, it, the starting is the most difficult when you've got literally... Everyone's initial videos are awful. Everyone knows they're awful. But you yeah, don't yeah. know how to improve them because no one's watching them <laughs> to tell you what's wrong with them. And you, it's very difficult when you've just made something to sort of objectively critique it. It's better when you look back and see when you're a bit separated from it. But otherwise, like, the comments and stuff really help at the start. And that's when no one's watching. So uh, the st uh, keeping up the momentum at the start, I think, is the hardest bit. I, I started YouTube just to have a YouTube account so I can go on to someone else's uh they did a star wars little podcast on mm. youtube and it was awesome man we had like 10 people and they're listening every week and i thought that was the greatest thing ever like it, it just still 10 people want to hear what i have to say and somebody was like jay make a youtube channel we'll watch and you're right the first i watched all these other people and i'm like okay i need a mic so i bought a mic that didn't work and i set up my iphone 8 
and I held the mic, you know, like I was working. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was awful. And I just set up a little <laughs> shelf with like some toys. Had no idea what I was doing. And of course it was uh, you know, like I put a lot of time in like <laughs> terrible, absolutely terrible garbage videos that you know it got the same traction, 10 views. I was happy with you know, I'm happy with any anybody decides to click on a video, it's like wow, that's pretty cool. And then it was just steady, like 10. 15 views and because i live in orlando i did this one video on galaxy's edge which was the worst i think i like i just went really quick over it and i just that's the audio was horrible and it just exploded and like fifty thousand views and anything i put out on wow. galaxy's edge that year was like 50 60 100 it was crazy and I, i'm still recording on my iphone with a mic <laughs> and people were attacking me like slash films went after me and some others, like, it was crazy. They're saying, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, his YouTube setup was trash. And some people in the chat know exactly what I'm talking about. Because they were, they're like, oh, you got new stuff back, you know, better than those uh, trash days. And that's how Jeremy found me. He's like, who are these people? Uh, who are these people? <laughs> attacking this guy. Like, his <laughs> setup is terrible. So, you know, Jay, you need a lavalier. I got one now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for my. Oh yeah, uh, for the walking about. Things. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. one. I got one because everybody was everybody was crying. Uh, Paul Taylor for a ten dollar Canadian super chat says, "Disparu, I blame you for the gang of Obi Wan. <laughs> you started your reviews of the show with Obi Wan can blow me. Oh my! And Disney said, what a great idea. Enjoy your Wheel of Times reviews. Props. I mean. I th- let's face it i don't think disney need any more encouragement <laughs> to, to literally everybody in the entire cast obi-wan did they- some uh serious you know propping you up there your obi-wan videos oh yeah there's like i say there's, there's been a few moments and that was definitely one of the, the big ones i can i can like pick out the point my growth has kind of come in surges like at the start because you kind of the algorithm doesn't like you for ages and then it'll just find a topic and if you just keep hitting that topic then that's kind of how you can uh, grow you take advantage when the sun is shining kind of thing and i when think for s- me it was saints row wheel of time then rings of power and kenobi were like the big ones for me and that was the, the, the story of that name was literally i was playing a game and some guy ran past me with that name i'm like that is the single best gamer name I've ever seen in my entire life. What's so that? The moment I knew there was a series, Obi Wan can blow me. Oh, it's like oh, as the I single, the like best gamer tag I've seen, and it was so funny. I've remembered it for like this was years back, and the moment there was a series, like, this is my reason to use it. It's my one excuse that I'll ever have to actually use that as a name for anything. That's, that's hilarious. But, yeah, I highly doubt Disney. If like if Disney even started to watch one of those videos, they'd get about 30 seconds in and stop. The problem is <laughs> like what I what I learned from a special insider is that Disney has people, and I know this for a fact, at least on uh so all right, let me back it up. There's there's people that I know at Universal Studios that their whole division is to watch theme park vloggers. Good, bad, big, little. That's all they do all day. Take notes what they say. Uh, mm. Then reach out to those. Disney does the same thing. They reach out to those that are like, huh, maybe we can harness that energy to promote ourselves. Because honestly, and, and you know this, by, uh, people on YouTube are just, uh, some people are honest. Some people are not in their criticism. Mm-hmm. Some people are, uh, we, we hate to say it, paid for their opinion. 
and other people are not. So it's like trying to weed out all that. And a lot of that happened, especially uh, on my side of the, the coin with the theme park world. A lot of that happened when the Galactic Star Cruiser came out and all these people went for free and they were like, it's so great. Don't worry about the money. Like, it's like they all had the same talking points. And man, did they get lit on fire for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it was it was crazy to see theme park vloggers like, I'm so sorry that <laughs> that actually went back and paid so they could be like, hey, we paid this time. Like, please don't leave us. It was it was crazy to see that, like following that whole thing. Uh, and, you know, it. it I just did a live stream about all of it and was pulling it all up. And then how some of these theme park vloggers lost their privilege pass. And now they're just full blown Disney sucks uh, on their, (laughs) on their channels. And it's just, it's, it's crazy what happened here. And radio, our good friend radio for $5 says, hail Jay, hail Disparu. I can't find a, all right. What is she saying here? Nan? A not. Yeah. Nan and Pilo. Nan and Pilo said, what is that? It's um well I-, I sent her a picture. It was like a bedspread. It was it was literally like a non bread and I th- well I think it was probably a non pillow set as well. But it was like pillow as in pillow pillowcases, and it's been kind of a running meme. I sent her like a, a dad joke once, and ever since then <laughs> I've sent her the same joke. Oh and I sent this out, and in the comments on Twitter was just, "It's a great place if you get just in case you slip into a coma." And it was like, there it is, my it's goodness! One, it's one massive dad joke. My boss is here. Actually, our boss is here. He gave a dollar. See, uh, spread the wealth. Yeah, there you go. I don't... <laughs> he's going to want you to be very grateful as well. I will say this: like after YouTube takes their cut, I think I owe him money. Uh... Probably. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I wouldn't here. say that. He'll send you another one if you ever cost you one. We we were uh we were just talking about you, Jeremy, early on the stream. You might not want to hear it. Uh talking about rednecks and stuff. So <laughs> why why the name Disparu? Where where in the world where, where does oh, that come that, from? Well, it's a French word, but I got it from uh TV show Alias. Uh there is uh sort of the black the black side of the CIA, sort of the uh the secret black budget funded section, at least in the first episode, uh, is uh, it's called SD6, Section Disparu 6, the section that doesn't exist. Although I think a more, I keep being told a more accurate translation is like disappeared, but for the t- for the TV show it worked, and I just thought it sounded cool. I, I used to have other names and stuff, but they were always taken, but Disparu isn't as often taken, so uh, you, in gamer tags you kind of end up with uh, getting something which you like, but also nobody else uses. Yeah, like drunk three PO. <laughs> you are like the most sober drunk three PO name like ever. It's I'm drunk off life, man. That's that's where we are. That's where we are. My friend always drops by with the unicorn super sticker. Thank you for the dollar fifty. Sorry about order sixty six, man. That was a rough patch. Uh, but yeah. So this started as a gamer tag. You moved it over to YouTube. Right. And just trying to keep the branding all the same. You don't really have a logo. People were like asking me before the show started. They were just like, what is that squirrel with the nunchucks? Like it comes from a conversation where I was like, you can find anything on the Internet. They're like, no, you can't. No, you can. You just need to know what to say. You can't find a ninja squirrel. I found it in about five seconds. And ever since then. (laughs) 
It's just it's just been a picture. Yeah, there's like, the, what's the logic behind it? No, there's no logic behind it. I think that happens to a lot of people. Like, you just... You start putting videos on whatever YouTube channel you've had for... Like, I've had this YouTube channel for ages. Really? Uh, like, never... Yeah, I, I think the Social Blade shows a start date. But it, it goes back a long time. I, but it's just stuff you watch things on. It's not one you actually... Um, you start have a plan to right. upload videos on, and then exactly. when you do, it's, it's just kind of whatever's there. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd need a logo or whatever. I'm not even sure how, where I kind of stand on logos, to be honest. Uh, as, I think as long as you have something that's recognizable, then it works. And if gonna, mine has to be a ninja squirrel, then I'm okay with it. Are you going to get fancy on us, though, and like, and get, uh, you know, like a proper logo? Or anything yeah, like but that. I, if, if I did, I'd kind of still want it to be a ninja squirrel. I don't That's know. That's it. Have to be a no, ninja squirrel. Think... <laughs> Mr. Buttcrack like Media, can... thank you for the super if, sticker. <laughs> if it confuses people, to me, that's a bonus. <laughs> it's like, what on earth is this? So, well, at least they notice it. It's better I mean, than just having like a D. Yeah, that is true. Uh, that is that is true. I mean, I think you're gonna get there one day because when I first. When when you were first introduced to Geeks and Gamers, and then we all, you know, I think I gave you a Twitter boost one time. Yeah, yeah. And I was you, like, just like, my followers at the time. I was like, hey, guys, just uh, these are new people. They're good people. Check them out. And like, just to give you a little boost. And then um, then I subscribed to your channel. You were at like 10,000, I think, at the time. And then it was the Kenobi series. When you went through the Kenobi series, and even now with the Rings of Power, which are coming up, you just skyrocketed to like you're at you're almost at fifty five now. I think, uh, fifty one and a half. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just going. You're gaining about a thousand a day, maybe four to five hundred a day. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's more. Yeah, more like that. Ah, uh, it's it's so good to be in that zone, you know, when when things are when things are just moving, and it doesn't matter what you put out, and 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 that's the thing. You put out a video. I can't get over the Thor Love and Thunder video. <laughs> I, I bring that up all the time because when it first dropped, I watched that like when it was like, you know, mediocre, mediocre thousand views. And I'm like, man, this guy took an interview and made I don't know. I can't remember how long the video was, but I watched it from start to finish. Like this brew was able to minutes. take a, a, a short interview and make it into something big. And then I checked back on it like three days later. It's like at 300, almost 300,000. And I was like, uh, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I, I think what I, it got up, it didn't, at first, it didn't do very well at all in sort of the, the rankings on the other 10. And um, I think it ended up probably around 60,000 and just died for two days. Like literally flatlined, no views at all, just gone. And then after that, it just took off as if the line had never stopped. The analytics, I've never seen another video like that. Um, and then it just kept on. And I think, after a few days, it was 120,000, and then it's been gaining maybe like 15,000 a day since for a month. And now, you know what? It's like most videos after a couple of days just stop. Yeah. And then maybe they'll slowly tick up. But this one just kept going. I have no idea why. I can't say why. Um, you look at the analytics, they don't seem anything out of the ordinary. It was just the topic just took off for some reason. Because uh, I Hank... did another Thor video before, and it didn't do anything like that. Yeah. It's just funny how stuff happens. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. This channel's built off Gina Carano, and I have no shame over it, so whatever. Uh, Hank VP says, shouldn't Disbrew have drunk on his show to save Jay's channel? Yeah, I'm going to wait till he gets, uh... <laughs> wait till he gets bigger. <laughs> and then I'll, uh... I was like, remember when I brought you on, like, way back in the day? I haven't uh, done live streams on that. 
You're actually one of the first, I think, that had me on. Outside of, um, like, actual Geeks and Games streams. Like the gaming stuff? Mm, yeah. Uh, I was on Lethals for a few, but I remember when uh, The Quartering did that video, yours was the first channel I was on, and that was like... Still in my, I desperately need practice live streaming days. <laughs> it's like, my channel, I still haven't, I think I've done one Witcher stream on it, so I haven't really done live streams on it, but there's a, there's a definite learning curve with them that I had to discover. Uh, there's a weird bot in the uh, chat, but they seem to be okay answering people in the question, so. <laughs> just say lol, like, AJ. That's okay, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Um, At least so he's what... not doing Fs. So when you watch a show and you want to break down a video, um, where do you how do, can you walk us through your process? Like uh, take, I mean, like br breaking down a series show is one thing because you literally mm. like put the show up and just scroll about 15, 30 seconds in and talk about each part and break it down. But when you find certain things, it's like um, how, what like what is your process? You watch it first, you gather information, or just turn on the microphone and go, and then just cut cut through stuff when i first started the channel uh and i recommend this for everyone actually i did it they, it was kind of all news some was gaming news some was like pop culture news but each every single video i did was an entirely different style and i kind of discovered what i liked what i enjoyed but also what you can do in kind of a, a reasonable time because uh, some videos take days and it just especially when you start taking days on a video just isn't worth it um, you won't improve enough in that time and it'll get the same views as anything else. Uh, but one thing I very quickly f found that I really enjoyed was doing any video, which also included other video with the ones where you can do like reactions to little clips and stuff. And it's essentially, it's kind of the same way that I'd review a TV show as those things. Cause I don't go like th an arbitrary amount in, I will watch the show at double speed. And when I think something's interesting or I need to talk about something, I stop it and talk about that. And it's the same with those clips. I'll just watch through it and I will know what I can talk about. So sometimes I will just go through bit by bit and cut it out at a time and do the response and then cut it out again and do the response. Or other times I'll just go through the entire video, cut out the bits I find interesting and then find like some kind of, story or narrative that links them all together that I can do through in points because I, I like for videos to have them to be like a story there is something that leads you through the video to kind of yeah. keep you watching and if you don't watch the entire video you do miss out on some points now you may not find that interesting or not but it is different all the way through and it leads you to a conclusion kind of thing and uh, that's what I like to do with those things other times I just take the piss that, that, that's also a part of it if I just think it's funny and I think I can take the piss out of it. That's what I enjoy doing as well. So that's an old pastime. I think it actually comes from school. I used to do this um, at school. You'd just be like, you'd have a textbook. Now, when I was at school, I didn't have access to the internet until I was 18. So you kind of made your entertainment where you could. And we'd li I'd literally, with like a group of friends, just go through a textbook and find stuff to take the piss out of in the textbook. And if there was pictures... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. American here. American here, we got to clear something up. To take a piss on? Explain. No, take the piss out of. Ta means to, right. make f to make fun of. All right. I, just, to I, laugh just want, I, I thought that's what that meant, but there could be some people like uh, D Day Cobra in the chat that might not understand that type of <laughs> language. So to take, like, to I, make I, fun of. 
Yeah, I, I like just all my thought... Star Cruiser videos, all I do is laugh and make fun of every little. Well, yeah, just the yeah. gift that keeps on giving to. Well, me it's like my song. Kenobi reviews. I'm not. I'm not. I don't take that show seriously. They, they weren't serious reviews, <laughs> you know. So, well, that's. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a. Essentially, I think it's kind of Brit, part of British culture just to do that to everything. But like you said, those are phrases you don't know that other people don't know them. It's like so common nowadays, especially around here. Um, but yeah, once you just find something that links it through, and then like with the uh, the videos. I like to make videos which are a bit longer. So like 10 to 15 minutes is kind of my sweet spot of where I like to be. And I, I don't extend something to reach those targets. If I think the topic's done, I just finish it. Um, but if I can, and like if it's a two minute video, you, you're kind of done after three or four minutes. In which case with that, I think I went through different articles and you kind of continue the story or the narrative of where you were in the video and you can kind of explain the points or other parts of it later on. So especially with those little interviews, it generally starts, I think the Watiti thing started with me. I thought I, I, I had a, I found one comment in the video that I thought was funny. And then I'm like, I just want to talk about it. And then I've got to make a video out of that. And it kind of builds from there. That's how a lot of my stuff talks. I'll like find an article or yeah. there'll be like a thought I've had on a stream or a point I made in a stream, which I didn't think I kind of uh, filled out enough or properly on the stream. Cause I had, you know, you, you think in live, you, you don't, um, not so everything's fully fleshed out kind of stuff. And then I'll make a video from that afterwards, which is. Uh, Sarah from across the pond says, this guy sounds like he lives up the road from me, up the road from me, <laughs> down the block. That's what we, maybe well, we don't have blocks it's really i think we've got we've got milton Keynes, which is like a more modern city and that's built in blocks but i i used to read especially as a kid loads of american books and they'd always like three blocks four blocks i had no idea like i didn't have access to the internet i had no idea what a block even was and even now i'll see like your road names oh it's on seven and 13 like what <laughs> that that brings <laughs> That brings me to the fun part of the show. The differences between the UK and America. So do they do they do they teach you any like in school, do they teach you any American history? No. Not no, really. No. <laughs> no. That, like the thing is, our, our history goes back so far that even yeah. learning that would be crazy. Uh I I, our history, like I think we start with the Tudors and the Stuarts, then we go into the Victorians, then it's like the World Wars. So we learn literally nothing about America or any of that at all. I still have a very minor knowledge of it. And it's generally just from like comments from Americans. Because to you, it's a big deal. But to us, it's just like you were another person that we fought. And we fought everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the, <laughs> like we learn some English history. About the war, the queen, of course, all the uh, controversies that came from all the kings and queens, you know, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, was, we do uh... Henry VIII. I, I'm pretty sure we only do Henry VIII because he beheaded so many wives. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think that's the only reason anyone brings it up. I know. This guy <laughs> know, invented his funny. own church because he couldn't get a divorce. I mean, that that is, that's dedication. American history goes back, like, what are we, 200 years old? 220, roughly. But uh, I mean, what what's some of the stereotypes you hear about us Americans over here across the pond? Oh, stereotypes may not be complimentary. 
That's okay. It's okay. I love it. I love it. Should we should, should we say everything is bigger in America, including the people, right? Yes, including yeah. the people. So wherever uh, I travel, but, but it is it is amazing. Like you have great examples, like um, oh, what's it called? The guy does kitchen nightmares. I always forget names. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. He swears. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Like he started over here, so we had a TV show. And over here, it's just him in a kitchen swearing at people. And, and I've seen shows that he's done over there, and he's been in front of studio ward. I, I, I saw a kitchen show where, in America where they had, like, a guy walked out, and there's sort of pyrotechnics going off on the stage, and it, you have the big announcer, and now the guy comes, and, like, what? And I, like, we have nothing. Ours will just be a normal guy going, and now he's, uh, <laughs> he's not very happy about the fish. And that, that's it. And your your announcers, are, like, um, it, I only learned this because American sports tend to be just American sports, like basketball and stuff. We don't even get them over here at all. We don't see the TV or anything. Um, but through esports, that's where I got to learn the American commentating style. And they're like, Soto's going over here, and then yeah. he's going over there, and they've got this happens over there. And then they talk at such speeds, their brains can't keep up. So they need a second guy to take over yeah. for them when they pause. And the guy's like, no, Genji's doing this play. This is amazing. And like, you compare that to our like golf, and he's like, that's a nice shot, Dave, isn't it? Yeah, Dave. I've... <laughs> Look, there's some cloudy weather over there. I'm sure he's having a lovely day. Nice day for a walk. And I, uh, I think we're going to the 19th hole now, Dave. And like, this kind of culture even comes down to everything. It's like Americans are um, incredibly proud and like, it's like, if, if I think I'm the best at this game, I'm going to tell you I'm the best at this game. Yeah. And even if I don't, I'm going to tell you I'm the best at this game. I am a, I, uh, I'll go in there, I'll dominate everybody, I'll be amazing. Uh, you see it all the time, like Johnny and um, everyone Jeremy. else, like basketball. Yeah, oh. Jeremy. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm amazing at Mario A Brit, right? Even if they thought they were the best at whatever it was, they'd be like, ah, I'm all right. I'm not the best, but, you know, I, I, think, I think I might be in with a chance. And if they say that, they mean I'm going to dominate you. <laughs> but they'll never say it. And that comes down to everything. Our newspapers, right? Our newspapers will build up a celebrity just so they can tear him down. And so I think because of that, everyone's like, no, I'll, I'll be a bit more modest. I'm, I'm not going to... I don't want to so, brag, that'd be rude. Speaking of Americans do everything bigger, let me just say this. Uh, a huge shout out to Lil Watermark who gifted five gift subs to the channel. And if you got a gift sub while you're here, please tell him thank you. And he also dropped $50 on the stream lab. So wow. thank you so much. Just keep up the good work. Lil Watermark, thank you. And I know I have other super chats. I'll get to them. Um, we're soon. If you have any questions for District Peru, please ask away. But this is this is like... The importance, we'll get back to the YouTube stuff, but this is the importance. Americans, we have to, so, you know, like, I live right near Disney World, and uh, everything's got to be bigger. We've got to shoot fireworks off every single night. We've got to make big bangs, you know. I think it's illegal for us to do that. So, I'm, we have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can only shoot fireworks off on certain days. <laughs> we got to do it every single day. Like, I got Legoland here, Universal Studios, Disney. They're all shooting fireworks, like, every day. And some days louder and longer than others. It's kind of like, uh, what time is it here? It's 6.30. So in about two hours, I could just go outside and you could hear it. And then uh, in the wintertime, when the when the time changed, you could literally see, like, some of the fireworks from my home. 
And so on top of that, our food's got to be bigger. We got to eat more. We've got to get, see, you shaking your head. No, yo, <laughs> we every single person I know that's gone to America has said they've put on like two stone or something by the time they come back. They've been gone a week. It's like they just ate like the entire time. This, that, that, there, that there is they're enjoying it though, food. right? They're enjoying it. So when you come to the States, you know, we're going to find all the stuff you like and be like, this is how we eat it, man. <laughs> so it's like, I know you said you like steak. I'm like, here's how we oh, yeah. eat it. I'm going to take you to this place called Texas de Brazil restaurant where they put steak on swords and twirl around and come to your table and you just cut off as much as you want. And if you want more, you wave at them and they come back and they cut off more. Then they bring different types of meat and you can just cut that off. And, and you, it just never stops until you get up. It just never stops. See, so, that, that wouldn't be the same. Like over here, be like, what on earth is he doing? Just put it on my plate, dude, and leave. <laughs> there, there was a great thing, actually. There was like a meme, and it was sort of um, a load of chairs arranged in sort of different angles at a train station. And it's like, there's one person sitting there, where would everyone else sit? And one was like, um, the German person will kind of sit behind him so he's like efficiently packed but he's not directly next to him and it's like the british person would take the, the as far away as physically possible pointing in a different direction just so there's not even any chance of eye contact because he doesn't want to talk to somebody else and it was like the american will sit right next to him because they're friendly they'll start talking the thing over here you, like the, people always say you can tell american tourists because they just start talking to everybody and they everyone's do. like what are you doing <laughs> and we're loud it's like and we're big like uh, oh, the, anywhere we, anywhere I go, they know exactly American. I don't even have to say anything. They just look at me and go American, and I'm like, how could you tell? <laughs> yeah, like, they, you they tell? always go to the palace in London, and yeah. they don't realize like the guards there. They're not just they're actual guards. They are military. They're not just there for show, and they have routes, and they will walk through that route. And if you're in that route, they will walk through you. And there's always, like, an American tourist just standing in the way who thinks everyone will go around him, and the guy just bows into him, and he, like, goes flying. Those See, videos are everywhere. That's the thing, too. And that's so true. I Like, when I go to England, I want to go and see the palace guards and see how close I can get to his face. It's I don't know what it is oh, yeah, inside of us. Yeah. We just, maybe because, you know, we pushed back England back in the day and declared our own independence, you know? Ha ha, king. Yeah, we're done with you, British, <laughs> like, you know, Paul Revere and all that good stuff. So it's like now we just want to go back over there and like throw your tea back in the ocean and be done, <laughs> be done. But I will say this. You guys gave us Mr. Bean and I couldn't mm -hmm. be happy. And that Mr. is a Mr. Bean sketch, by the way, with the, the to see if he can uh, with the Queen's guard. And I think he's like never happy with the photograph. So he's there like trimming his mustache and stuff. And he's putting Teddy in his pocket. I remember that one. So oh, I know my Mr. Bean sketches. Love, I love Mr. Bean, man. <laughs> like Mr. Bean's vacation, um, where he won like a oh, a, yeah. a, a vacation and like he gets lost and all that stuff like that. I, I I've watched that over and over, and he had to like raise money. Oh my god! Anyway, I don't want to get into it, but just I want to show you something. This is something. Uh, when you get to the states, I want you to try. This is. Real American easy cheese, y'all don't no, have that cheese. over there. It's, it's not cheese, yeah, because it's not cheese. We we have cheese. We just don't put cheese in a can. And I, like whenever I've made this, because I've I've always like, like that's the sign of like a, a failing civilization to me. That that is like you've fallen. You've given up all standards.
It's like, no. I'm going to put cheese in a squirty can. Like, my like, camera oh. even went blurry because they don't want it. So it's like, no, this is like, it makes it simple. Look, oh, look, look at that. No. You squeeze it on the, on the chip like that. That's right? repulsive. And it's not food. It. It's not cheese. It's wonderful. I, I, I said that, I said, I, like, I've brought this up before, and, I, and in chat someone just said, uh, squirty cheese is for people that have given up. <laughs> it was like, you'd like, you just, I'm not going to do any work today, I'm just going to sit here, lie on the sofa, and squirt cheese into my face. <laughs> that's, that's usually what, that's usually what we do. Oh, I'm sorry, chat, I goofed up the, uh, I goofed up my camera, so... It's, it was uh, like, no, like, if you're gonna have cheese, like, at least have brie. I'm like, real brie, not the... What? Ooh. I'm trying yeah, to, like, weird. I'm trying to bring it back, but it might not. Job of the Creator for $2 says, your cheese sucks. Yeah, he's also across <laughs> the pond. That's two pounds, yeah. Look at Top that. Jane Theory says it does taste good. So, uh, why would yeah, you disown so me real for cheese. that? <laughs> real cheese tastes good. I'm just saying it's really it's really good. Ron Cook for four dollars super sticker. Horrible. Thank it's you. It's like so pineapple on pizza. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of that either. Thank you so much for that. Uh Dermy Warming for two says, Love you guys. Thanks for the follow, Jay, on Twitter. Yeah, no problem, man. It was great meeting you in Houston, man. You're awesome. Thank you so much. I uh, highlighted that one. Sarah says, sounds like you live down the road. And yo. It's the European gigolo, says J.S. Pena. <laughs> not the first time I've had, like, they've just tweeted that, well, not tweeted, super chatted that to me in the stream as well. I no, I no idea how to react to that one. Still don't. It's, it's like the second or third time. Uh, My I'm not sure what. Back. It just takes forever. Like, oh, yeah. It, the focus. I, I just can't, like, when I try to, like, put, like, my old webcam, I could, like, stick stuff right in front of it and it and it snap back. This one. This this is fancy one takes a minute. It's like you're making me do work. So the fancy uh, camera. You when probably you get a, to set it to face detection. We probably don't know how to do that. <laughs> I could probably help afterwards. When when you get a uh, PO box, expect me to send you. And I, I you got to try it on a live stream just once. Would you would you try it once or no? I will Some try it. I just think it's an abomination. You can throw it away after one shot. That's all I'm saying. Just, you could try it and like throw it away because it's, it's it's actually super cheap. That's the problem with America. Everything that's fattening <laughs> is like well, super... well, that's everywhere. Okay, yeah. okay, that's super. Cheap. Junk food is always cheaper than like real food. Uh, JS Pena for two says I grew up watching a British show called Prime of Prime Evil. Is that it? Did I say that right? I, I've heard yeah, Prime Evil. I I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. There's we also... so many good British shows. The, the issue with British shows has always been, although there are some really good ones, they have like six episodes in a series, they'll run for two series and then just finish. And so you never get much of them. I have to be in the right mood for British humor. And I think it's... Not everyone uh, gets it, yeah. Yeah, it's not... I think we just... Us Americans... Well, I can only speak for myself. We, a lot of times I just start laughing at like the, the accents and how they say things and stuff. <laughs> that stuff is hilarious, man. It's just... It's freaking hilarious. So... The thing is, I get it, because I'm the other way. I don't like American humor. Uh, American movie comedies and stuff, I just don't... I don't get it. It's not, it's not funny to me. So you don't laugh so, at our jokes? No. Uh, it's, that, that's all the thing. When I meet an American that likes British humor, they're sort of really into it. You, and I think people will always lean one way or the other. Like, I know oh. a lot of British people that like American humor. It's just not mine. Like, friends and stuff, I don't... 
like I, there are the odd there's the odd American Friends. comedy that I like. Which um, one? Well, it, it was I can't remember which one it was, right? But one of my favorites was um it was all set in a bar and after the first season I think they thought they were going to get cancelled, but they got one more season, and they cheers? just decided, right, no. So they're just oh. although I, Cheers, I used to watch Cheers as a kid, um, but this one was like a more maybe like ten years ago or something. Mm. But because they thought they were going to get cancelled, they just decided we're just going to do it live, and so they did a live show for the East Coast and a live show for the West Coast. And the funniest bits about it was the fact that they um, improvised. It was their responses to other people, and they'd come in when someone's expecting you to say something or like be in a certain costume, and they'd be in something else. That that was what entertained me about the show. Interesting. Someone asked, "Was it always sunny in Philadelphia?" No, because always sunny went on for ser- like loads yeah. of series, hasn't it? I don't think I've seen that. This one went for two, maybe three series. Oh, I see. But I, th- I, I don't know how to find it. I just know it. I could probably find it given enough time. But see, that's the thing with America. Like we have to make me laugh. I have like one of those sense of humors where, of course, Mr. Bean's stupid humor. That makes me Mm -hmm. laugh. Uh, The movie Dumb and Dumber, I think, is a genius. You've probably never seen that, have you? Like America, I I see something as American comedy. I just kind of assume I don't like it. Because I see clips and I'm like. Yeah, see, it's like fart humor. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm laughing already, man. I like I'm laughing already. So it's like it's like it's uh that stuff is hilarious to me. But you guys like Monty Python and some Monty Python's good. Uh, I I, for stuff like that, Faulty Towers was good. But my favorite my favorite comedies are things like um, Coupling, Black Books. Uh, I used to have like, are you uh, being served? They, that was big in America. They, I used to watch that, that as a kid. I wouldn't like list it as the the, the IT crowd's good. Uh, Red Dwarf, Black Adder, those kind of things. The, my issue with names, right, is I'm terrible with them. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like no, if I, I ask for like a list of stuff, I have to kind of uh, think, about, and then me thinking about one thing will remind me of something else. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that before. Um, like in an hour, I'll think of a comedy and like like think of the name for it. But yeah, yeah. and coupling is by far my favorite. And then you've got things like um, black, like black books is a is a weird. I think most people would like coupling if they saw it, but black books is um, definitely more of the weird thing. Oh, dark place! I recommended to uh, Epic Mike Dark Place, and he loved it. But oh, that is very niche. That is um, you take like the '70s sci-fi shows where they're really badly made, um, and it's got like terrible graphics and the editing's awful and stuff. Well, this was a modern take on that, where it was a parody of it. It's like a satire of 70s sci-fi. Like, everything's terrible deliberately. Um, like, there's one where they're doing a, a bicycle chase, but it's got, like, motorbike noises on it and stuff, and uh, as they go around corners, all everyone's skidding around and things. It's... If, it, if it's up your street, it's amazing, but I know a lot of people will just wouldn't get it. So, I don't uh, know. Someone in the chat says, Drunk 3PO, do a live stream with Disparu and watch Dumb and Dumber. Uh, if he doesn't... If his if his uh channel starts to slow down, he gets bored. Maybe, uh, well, <laughs> maybe I can maybe I can talk him into it. But we were talking before the show started about like our entertainment and stuff, and we just we listed off some of the stuff we did like. But uh, we were mentioning how like the past, like it's been a while since we've seen something we really find entertaining. 
Yeah. And like, I mean, why do you like out of your own humble opinion, if you have one, you might not even have one. But what what is what is happening to our entertainment? Like what is happening? It's just everyone's gone lazy or is it or is it just a combination of a bunch of stuff? Because I've I've always watched terrible television because I I kind of find it funny. And that that is my sense of humor itself, just like laughing at something that's awful. So my videos are essentially my sense of humor. Mm. <laughs> if anyone like that's like those Kenobi reviews, I could watch them and I'd be laughing at my own jokes. Yeah, because like, I've I've forgotten by now. Um, but with entertainment as a whole, I, for me, it happened in movies. I used to go and see movies like with my dad on the weekends and stuff. But we started going and just coming out disappointed. Like that just wasn't very good. And this was a long time ago. I know a lot of people say 2016, but for me, it's like 15 or 20 years ago. In fact, ever since. So I started going back and doing TVs, uh, TV shows and stuff, because I thought they were better. There's more time for people to tell stories, so you can tell better stories. And you go back to the 90s, and you've got, like, Buffy, Angels, Stargate, SG-1. Uh, these kind of shows, not only were they good, but they went on for series after series, and they were great all the way along, and then they'd have spin-off shows that were also good. You don't get that anymore in anything. Um, and I, I do think... The real, I think TV started to go really downhill when all the people that made movies have come over to TV because the budget's increased. And so now the people that ruined movies are ruining everything else. And it's always amazed me with Hollywood. I don't know how, like in in any other career, if you do a terrible job, you get fired. Like no one wants you back. Whereas in Hollywood, they just stay around. Like once you get a job in Hollywood, you seem to be there for the rest of your career, just making stuff. And nobody seems to care about whether it was a success or anything. It's like, oh, no, well, you know, we know this movie didn't do as well as it was, but it's probably not you. It's probably this or this or this. And I I kind of think, and I, like, I don't, obviously, I'm in an entirely different culture. I'm entirely removed from Hollywood. So I can only kind of assume or think or think, like, question how it happens. But in Hollywood itself, not only they've always been arrogant. They've seen themselves as like the peak of entertainment. They will look at like anime or animations as if they're kind of the the lower form of entertainment. And so the movies, movies are. They used to think TV was exactly the same. You know, that's where your trainee actors or your lower class actors go. Your real people, they're in Hollywood. Um, and I think with that comes a sense of arrogance, superiority. Yeah. And you won't stand people criticizing you. Yeah. So someone on YouTube. You can't really do much about them. But now imagine you're in a meeting in a room somewhere or someone, uh, you know, beneath you in the totem pole is just going, but this movie is awful. Well, they're going to fire them because they don't like them. Uh, they don't like them criticizing them. They're at the peak of what they're doing. I'm a director that's done Hollywood movies. Who are you, this guy on set, to tell me what's good and what isn't? Yeah. And so you begin to get, yes, men. And everyone just says everything is amazing all of the time. And if it failed, well, they can't tell you it's your fault. No one's going to go up to Taika Waititi and say Thought was crap. You know, they'll be like, oh, no, no, have, have this as a movie. And so but- everyone, you get a collection of people that are just all kind of not only creating this weird delusion between themselves, but they're all affirming it, it between each other. I, Taika Waititi came out and literally laughed at his own film about how bad it was yeah but he laughed at the cgi yeah which he didn't make right like he can ha- he can criticize someone else's work it's like oh well it needs more bloom there's a lot there was a lot more wrong in that movie than bloom mate it's just cra- that's crazy to me that i've never seen like and, and you're right like uh starting to criticize anything 
I, I didn't notice it till the last Jedi came out. And then it was just like when the director came out and was like tweeting at people with his middle finger saying, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> See, I, I wasn't around for any of that. I, I yeah, never kept up with it. That was my first taste of what? Like, we're not like some of these people aren't like some of these were just little vague comments from people saying, man, that last Jedi sucks. Right. Just kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Woo, my feelings are hurt. I'm going to reply to you with my middle finger saying F you, right? Mm. And then it was like, uh, then and then it, then this this whole Hollywood thing turned into if you criticize something, then you're a phobe or an ist or whatever. So like my first taste of it was like, man, Ray's a terrible Star Wars character. Well, it's because you don't like women. Mm. I was like, uh, I don't think you know who you're talking to. I like women a lot. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, I like women a lot. So that's that ain't it. But it, you know, and then it and then it moved on. Look, the whole Reva criticism. If you don't like Reva, then you're probably an ist. You know, you probably don't like women or what they say. People of color, stuff like that. Like, uh, it's just crazy to me how you can't criticize anymore. And then on top of the other thing too, it's like YouTubers, anytime you do something on YouTube, like you did Kenobi wheel of time and stuff, the critics now that are being paid to be critics are going to push back against what we're saying, because more people are flocking to what others, at least being honest, whether you liked it or not, honest, then honest reviews, then, then whatever so now you're fighting against all these forces of people saying it's a good film you're dumb it's a good and you're sitting back like what <laughs> what are yeah. you watching like i don't understand what you're watching and so that now we're now we're in this weird cultural war or whatever you want to call it cultural shift of of they're gonna they were they keep pushing the lazy and then uh a few cool things might you know, might sneak through the cracks that people will be like, okay, that was good. Uh, that was good to watch. But it's very, it's a very weird time and place uh, where we are when it, when talking about like criticizing movies and talking about movies. Now on our aspect, I don't know what it is in the UK. A lot of people, and I don't want to speak for anyone in the chat or anything like that. A lot of people are like, they're pushing a lot of these movies are pushing a political agenda in their films because they understand that pop once you control the pop culture you probably will control a younger audience because it's cool right and then and then that then then you get them to agree with you and then you mobilize the you know the social media and then you've got all this stuff like hashtags and all that stuff like that and it it gives them a sense of of power do you think it's gone that far, in your opinion? Someone that's coming from a different country. Um, um that's I, a big question. Th- I'm just saying, like that's, a, that's yeah. A that big... went on for a, that was like multiple questions. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying, like, do you think there's like a political agenda into some of these uh, films and movies or television shows that are that are that are being pushed? That's why it's so bad because they'd rather push agenda than push story. Yes, but it's decentralized. Mm. Like, it's not everybody getting together and going, we need to do this. It's at this company, like HR or whoever, or from just the area they've recruited. Like, if you're in California, just odds of you hiring will be nearly always people of the same opinion. So then you end up with a company that has nearly the same opinion. So they make movies that 
are basically the same stuff. Now, it used to be people would be like, well, I'm not going to inject my own personal thing because people disagree with me, and so they will also watch the movie. Whereas now, there's uh, people are like, no, no, I have to put this in. This is... It doesn't matter if, it, if, if those people don't like it. So those people not only need to see it, uh, it's their job to be educated. You need to learn. Um, but also, they think that, well, if it loses money, it was worth it, because I'm saving the world. I'm changing the world. There's actually been people from Hollywood that have gone, this movie is saving lives. I was like, oh, just get over yourself. You're just lying on camera for a bit. Uh, that's why, if, if anyone, like, I say I'm just a guy in my room making comments about bad television. I think you need to repeat that so that you stay where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you can't get ahead of yourself and start thinking you're changing the world because you're not. And if you think that way, you're going to start ruining other things by basically becoming too big for your boots. And yeah, that's absolutely. what Hollywood has happened. It's not that everyone got together. It's that the company thinks the same way and they agree and if you don't agree then you stop getting roles that's happened in loads of stuff over here um comedians that have spoke out that don't agree with it they just don't get hired for stuff and it's it's not like anything happens specifically to you it's just that no one hires you for work anymore they they, they, they thought you were funny yesterday but now they've found out whatever you thought about whatever topic now no the phone just stops ringing and so that makes people scared and that's what all the things is. That's what ists and phobes and stuff is about. It's, it's not Fear. a genuine accusation. Nobody believes it. Um, it is literally a way to make you shut up. It used to be that um, people kind of debated over topics. There was a genuine, a genuine yeah. consensus that people were like on the search for truth. And there was an objective truth that everyone was after. And now, no, I'm right. And my job is to stop you because your opinion is wrong and I just need to win. It's about point scoring. It's about power mm. and making people uh, kind of submit. There's a, there's, a, there's a kind of a dark sense of satisfaction in making someone shut up. And does, Well, does, does a American pop culture have any impact across the Yes, pop? over here, yes. Because um, the thing is, this comes from... I mean, if you trace it back, it goes further. But... The, fr the entire framing of the situation is done from the American cultural perspective. Like, in Europe, we don't have big discussions about race. It doesn't happen. If you, because of, like, history and everything, it, it didn't affect us. Whereas over there, that's, like, treated as the original sin. And so everything frames that way. So when it comes over here, and you hear people talking in that language, it's like, that's not even an idea from here, mm. but it's kind of been tra transported and... Obviously, the, the, um, the internet enables that a lot more. Uh, ideas move faster. What may have taken decades to have been gone, like, transmitted across countries before is now done in, you know, six months. And, uh, but you can feel it's like an alien third-party thing coming over. And it's like, this is why when people insult me, it doesn't really work, because you're not insulting me from within my worldview. You're insulting me from an American one. Yeah. Just, like, you're not attacking me on anything that would have any value to me. I think it's ridiculous. That this, like, whether someone's gone for a tan is going to affect anything about them at, at all. It's just bizarre to me. Uh, for oh, like, for me, it's more your beliefs, your actions. They, they, they matter. They change things about the world and about you. I, I don't care about like a chemical composition. It's like it's like arranging people based off their vitamin C levels. It just be just as ridiculous to me. Um, and the thing, I think the way you you can also prove this by the fact that if you go to foreign speaking countries they it's it's not there now it's trying to be exported over there but it's not translating well because it's coming from it's being based off essentially english language concepts mm. and 
so it doesn't translate into other languages very well. And I think Amazon is finding that, uh, like the the Rings of Power stuff. A lot of people were like, "If if you thought the reaction to your interviews was bad, you should see it over here." <laughs> so, really? And also over there, a lot of the Rings of Power stuff, like on the the super fans, a lot of it pushed sort of this is the the first women, and maybe we can do this, and maybe I can change Sauron and have a relationship with him, whatever. In you go to like Spanish, there was none of that because yeah. it, it, it wouldn't have played well with that audience. Um, and so that's always interesting to me the different cultures around the world and how they react to things and sort of where they come from. Um, I, I've always liked the idea that people have an idea that there's like amorality. It's mm-hmm. like if you just go to another country, you'll very quickly be dissuaded from the fact that there's amorality because their entire culture is based on a different one, and so um. That doesn't work with this worldview. This worldview is I'm correct. And anyone who even disagrees with me on one topic is, is like, evil. And, yeah. like, you can't even get that with the guy next to you, li- like, living next door, let alone another country. Yeah. So this is where we used to kind of negotiate on a shared set of values and be like, well, if you, if you do something behind closed doors, then it's not impacting me, so uh, your mor- you can have your morality and I'll keep mine. I'll, I'll keep my own business kind of thing. But I don't know... I, I think values change over time and values might need to change in order to... There's a new negotiation happening. And the whole, I'm keeping to myself doesn't work anymore because they will just steamroll everything. And yeah. It's like, if you have the attitude of you can do whatever you want, they'll, they'll just be like, well, I'm not going to let you do yours. And that's not a fair compromise. No, not at all. And it's just, it, it's just such a weird time, too. Like, just exactly like what you said. It's just... We, I just remember like, I would do, when the prequels, you know, I'm a big Star Wars guy, but when the prequels came out, the debates, the heated debates, everything that came out about everything prequels, good, bad, the ugly. But then when it was all done, it's like, you want to go get a drink? Yeah. All right, let's go. Like, yeah, that was it. Like, mm-hmm. we just put this pop culture thing, like, that was fun, got heated, and we put it over there and we just went out and hung out. And, it was mm-hmm. like that in all things in life, political parties, entertainment, uh, everything. And it just seems like people are just pulling back from a different time and trying to inject it um, everywhere. So, but getting back to uh, to your YouTube channel, have you been recognized yet? No. Are you going to look forward to that day? It'd be weird. (laughs) It would be weird. Like, even now, I still find it weird when someone in chat's like, I watched your video. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like you see numbers and stuff, and there's comments and everything, but it's still very different. Like, you're that you can be aware of something, but it, 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 it's, there's like a, a layer of separation between replying to comments and seeing things and someone in a chat just going, I watched your video and this is what I think of it. Um, yeah. So I, I can see that even just that layer of separation, meeting someone in real life is even more. That's why I can see like these Orlando meetups and stuff. Uh, when you've heard everyone talk about it, it's like this was eye opening because you, you see a bar full of, like, you know, obviously they're real people, but being faced with those real people is an entirely different situation. The uh, it's, it's really weird. I I was yeah. several years ago before the lockdowns, before the dark time. I went to a Comic Con convention 
up where close to where Jeremy lives and we went and I was wearing this shirt, a shirt like this. And we were walking around the convention and the guy was like, oh, dude, I love I love that shirt. I love drunk through people. That's a cool shirt. And I was just like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's cool. And Jeremy just laughed and like thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing. It's like they recognized the logo, but they didn't recognize the face, um, which was OK, you know, because that 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 passed. But yeah, it's it it never for me, at least it never gets old, especially walking around the theme parks. I get stopped a lot, um, especially when oh, I go yeah. live or whatever. It's just like. Um, sometimes you could see it and I've gotten better where I could see somebody wanting to talk and I kind of like, I don't want to put them on camera right away because you never know. Like before I would just be like, Hey, look at this guy. And it's like, I, I got an email one time. It was like, <laughs> it were like, Hey, do you mind like blurring that part out? Like, like I didn't, I didn't want my boss to know I was at the theme park <laughs> that day. Not that I think he would see, but it was like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So I try to do my best, but it it, it never gets old because, like you said, I'm just a guy. It's my second bedroom, you know, with a camera. I don't even know how to work, <laughs> and yet, uh, yet people are there. I have a couple of super chats. I think some of them might be for you. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I am so forth for twenty five. Is that pounds? Twenty five pounds, maybe. <laughs> says i love john cleese's joke when the babylon b interviewed him he says do you know why the french have so many civil wars so they could finally win one <laughs> well that that that's the thing over here it's like even just we don't just take the piss out of entertainment and stuff it's each other like all of europe has j like jokes and stereotypes about each other that was just repeated all of the time and it, it just comes from like centuries of rivalry that only builds up across generations and uh yeah the the french are like the butt of a lot of them <laughs> but yeah, john I'm, cleese I'm is... sure the french hate us just as much uh john cleese is kind of a big deal here he's kind of a big deal so oh he got like... in trouble he's got in trouble a lot recently uh, i saw that <laughs> i saw that but even still monty python the life of brian to me was one of my favorite like older films uh i stumbled across the life of brian when i was probably too young to watch it and i thought it was like a movie about jesus and which it, te <laughs> it technically is well, so, kind of and i'm like mom <laughs> what is that in the bible like what is it uh so it was kind of funny there was a lot of drama about that i've heard and talk about it a lot of drama about that movie just like people started getting really offended but like that was in the days where if you were offended, you just complained at them, and the movie got shown anyway. It got showed, and people just didn't watch it. And but they mm -hmm. gave their opinion. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. well, I'm not gonna go see it. All right, well, we'll release it. If it doesn't make money, it doesn't make money. Um, and and the same thing with our music. Like I remember, you know, NWA and a couple they they started releasing uh hip hop albums that got parental advisory warning. And it's like, well, here mm -hmm. it is. If you want it. You want it, you want it. If not, if not. So Well, then it was like your parents are in charge of you. It's up to them what they let you listen to. And what a, even what a lot a of that's changed. Yeah. It was it was sort of like you have a responsibility to raise your kids properly. There's a there's there's so many attitudes, even just from the nineties. Like this is in my lifetime that have just gone. And I don't know where they've gone. I don't know how they changed. I just know that like 
we are in an entirely different place. And I, I'm not sure that things have changed this fast, like, ever, without, like, a, a, something major coming along. And, like, it, it's the, the, just the pace in my lifetime. I do wonder, like, in 50 years, what on earth is going to be, like, happened? It, it's, it got a little scary there a couple of years ago, uh, at least over here. But I don't know how long you guys were locked down in your home. Uh, I mean, um, I was only locked down for two Florida. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was only locked down. Well, everybody was longer than Florida. Like, I was out taking pictures, and people are like, what are you doing? You're going to die. So it's like, you know, I'm like, well, I didn't. So, you know, like like our governors just said, open up. I remember, like, going to uh, Disney World for park hopping when it opened. It was, like, four people in there. It was It was really nice that there was nobody there. But man people we would post in videos and pictures of like look how empty it is people are like i hope you die you should be locked in your home i was like holy <laughs> crap like florida was wide open but rotten ronnie for five says it was great talking to you in houston what about spinal tap that is my top five rotten ronnie i love spinal tap and one of my favorite scenes is when they were trying to get i don't know if you've ever seen that movie this peru no it, okay it's about a it's a spoof film about an 80s rock band like going on tour it's 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 a spoo it's like a parody and they're called spinal tap my favorite scene was uh when they were trying to get to the stage to do this big sold out show and they got lost in the basement hallways and they're like running and they're making the run it was so funny i that was one of my favorite scenes there's a lot of others but that one i don't know made me laugh harder than i probably should have yo jitsu my dude says hail drunk 3po hail disparu today's basic fans act like lemmings uh, that they all line up and jump off a clip. Yeah, uh, that was one of the interesting things about Wheel of Time. Like, because before there, there was a point where I, I didn't really analyze why I didn't like something. When I watched the Disney trilogy of Star Wars, I, I've only seen the first two. Still, only seen the first two. I just knew they were some of the most boring films I've ever seen in my life, and so I just didn't want to watch them anymore. Um, and it's only kind of when you'd find out, you look more into it, do you start thinking about what exactly it was about the movies that you didn't like. And when I did Wheel of Time, if I wasn't making videos on it, I would have thought I was insane. Because everywhere I looked, everyone liked it. All the tweets loved it. I'd go on YouTube, I'd search reviews, everyone liked it. And um, it was only my comments that were like, I I'm so glad I finally found someone that didn't like this. I thought I was going insane. And they were repeating back at me my own feelings because I was also going for looking for the people that kind of agreed. Um, and it took a while that I found Night's Watch, and I think it was like up to week five. Oh, episode five, when I found Night's Watch. And then once they shouted other people out, the algorithm kind of learned that there was a load of people that didn't like it, and they started sharing it out to everything else. So that's kind of eye-opening for me to realize that you can actually be put into a little section where every single person disagrees with you, every single person saying the opposite, and you just don't know there's other people thinking the same thing. Just uh, exactly. And that's why we talk about this stuff. Uh, a lot of people are like, you shouldn't talk about stuff you hate. Nah, we talk about everything, but still. Well, Rustman for 20. I like oh, talking about things group. I don't like. I like talking about things I don't like the most. Like, just saying, like, I've said this before, but if, like, I like something, I'll be like, yeah, you should watch this. But making a video on it, I'd have to ruin it for you to actually explain why I like it. So, it makes me laugh. Like, that's why, like, I, I get the comments like, why'd you make so many Galactic Star Cruiser videos? I was like, because that stuff is funny to me. Like, look how cringe this is. And people are, like, throwing enough money to buy a brand new car they're like or at least a down payment and it was like here 
Uh, Russman for 20. Hail, gents. Two tubers whose stars are on the rise. Congrats, my dude. From a boomer in Florida. Nothing but respect to my Florida people. We are a special breed. Special breed of people. Us Florida people. Some of my uh, favorite my news stories. <laughs> it's just like, Florida man does this, and it's always crazy. Have you ever done the uh, Florida man birthday? No. All right, so you have to do this for me real quick. Just type in the month and the day that you were born. You have to share it or show it, and Florida man. And just tell me the title of like one of the articles that pop up, news article. That's it, just the day slash, or the month slash day florida man it's it's like a it's a game that we play here in florida uh my beavers unit was like uh don't read my super chat she's drunk so i kind of i'll just pass him by uh, it was uh florida man throws toilet through school building <laughs> this is like all the time see there's another one florida man accused of stealing oh i got i'm clicking through to this one this one i, I don't even know what this title is because it cuts off after shoving it so Florida man accused of stealing crossbow by shoving it down his sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> a crossbow's like massive! <laughs> I don't even know how that works! Is that a crossbow down your trousers? Are you just pleased to see me? That's Florida for you. Yeah, I know you're seeing all of them that are popping up, right? You see how many <laughs> yeah. that pop up? It's just, it's just a game. Alright, my beaver's unit for two. You followed me. You are not my master. All caps. All right. I read that. I saw a video before. It was like, literally, this crocodile was attacking a man. And he just hits it on the face with a saucepan and it leaves. <laughs> it's like, he just calmly does it. <laughs> uh, well, alligators here in Florida are kind of like squirrels. They're, 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 they're not really, they don't really they harm. They want to eat you. Nah, not so much. You really have to, This like, one wanted to eat him. If you, if you really mess with them, like, they'll... You know, they'll like they'll attack to defend themselves. But so I have a video on my other channel where I was just walking through a park and an alligator just comes up right in front of me and we just stopped. And then like a, a raccoon comes up and kind of sniffs the alligator and runs off. Then the alligator just slowly walks past us. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, it's kind of a thing here in central Florida. Like they're just. That you really have, like, I'm telling you, like, you really have to, like, slap them around or, like, do something to, uh, to get them all riled up. Most of the time, they'll just, they'll, like, they'll, like, uh, take, until, know, take until off. they're hungry. Yeah, they're hungry. Well, there's plenty of stuff, there's plenty of stuff to eat here. So, you know, that's the thing. I remember another, I think it was just a guy, it's probably on July 4th or something, but it, it was a Florida guy in a boat. And it just kind of starts. He fires off, like, fireworks from his boat. He gets two cans, like, crushes them on his head and drinks them. And he gets two guns and just fires them in the air. <laughs> it's, like, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's America, baby. That is what we do here. Uh, we've got a lot of guns, you know? We like to shoot our guns, shoot our fireworks, make loud noises, and drink beer. Like, that's... uh. That's what... When you come over to America, Disbrew, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to put two guns in your hand. Some fireworks. We're gonna shoot some fireworks off your neck <laughs> and just dump some some bad beer uh, on you. So, uh, Void Wraith. I think I said that correctly from Canada. If I said that wrong, Wraith. Did I say that right? Void Wraith. Disparu's critiques are like heroin, but Epic Michael did nothing wrong. The thing is, Kylo would agree with you. Ky <laughs> Kylo doesn't blame Epic Michael for anything at all. Kylo. <laughs> 
He was epic. Does blame other people for not healing him though. Oh, this is this is the game this stuff. D &D. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I see. I see. Mike Hill for five says. Oh, he's a question. What is your opinion about Hollywood making a live action Pac Man movie? <laughs> I mean, I think anyone would make... That'd be difficult for anyone to make a good movie out of, wouldn't it? What would even be the story? He's just really hungry. And yeah, then... What is that? It'd have, you'd have to do something like, um, oh, you know, where the, the ghost of Christmas past and stuff come back? You'd have to have the ghosts, like, after him. Because he's destroying the future by just eating everything or something. I don't know! Uh, this person right here... Quora, she's like, she's like my favorite commenter on all my videos. She comments on every video on every channel and like on the park hopping one, she's like, I hate that you go to Disney. Stop it. And then on this one, she's like, I really love your review. And on the next one, she's like, that looks so pretty there. Uh, she's the best. And look, she's here today. <laughs> she's like, dear God, no pack. How the heck do you make a live action Pac-Man film? I have no idea. But like, that's an idea I've not even heard before. That's like, it's like asking for Pong, like a live action Pong so there's two lines bouncing a ball between them. Like, I mean, it's a video game that has no story. It's like eat or be eaten. Yeah. Like there's no story there. And then you meet Miss Pac-Man and then... You'd probably end up doing something like... Uh, I forget what the name is. You'd, you'd need like real actors in it and stuff to carry it. And then Pac-Man could be a character. But I don't think it could be a main... Like, like, so you, like... you couldn't just have a Pac-Man movie. So it's going to be like someone discovers the vintage Pac-Man arcade and lightning strikes it and they pop out of the screen. Oh, you could do, you could do like Tron. <laughs> yeah, you could have it the other way where true. like a character goes into the Pac-Man universe and meets Pac-Man and Pac-Man like saves him and guides him around to yeah. away from all the ghosts. That could be cool. Because then you've got correctly. the ghosts haunting you inside the Pac-Man universe. I think, I think it'd be cooler if they did a hard R Pac-Man film but they figured out how to like bring him out of the game and like have him kill and attack people. Oh, he's evil. Yeah. Actually, the ghosts were the good guys all along. Yeah, yeah. And like, pa so they, they have to reverse it. And they're like, Pac Man just goes around the do. streets eating everybody in his yeah, path. He's like, killing, killing people. It, it turns out in the game that those, everything you were actually eating was just like sort of digital people. <laughs> and he, he's just like a, a, a brutal, horrible person. It's a secret. The uh, government experiment, you know, it's like <laughs> like it's a secret weapon that they've created. Yeah, the, the ghosts hunting him were actually like the souls of the people which he's eaten. They're like trying to get revenge, and then he escapes into the real world and just starts destroying entire cities. One of my best friends, Fear the Beardo, is here. He says, "I got to do it in his voice." He says, "Let's go, best YouTube streamer, North America." I love it. Yeah, Beardo's voice is like unique, really freaking, deep. He, he, we we pick on each other, but he's freaking awesome. So, uh, my nerdy mechanic, sorry, my nerdy mechanic, that's her name on Instagram. If y'all don't follow her on Instagram, you are missing, <laughs> you are missing out. Uh, Casey says I'd pay for a Pac-Man horror movie. Yeah, uh, that's Pac -Man's it. after us. We've got to escape. Job of the him. creator says Pac-Man versus the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I, when I was thinking, cause I was thinking like American cities, cause it's built Thank in that grid system. So it would work perfectly for Pac-Man just to go around all the streets. Like it wouldn't work over here where there's all curvy streets. But see, this is all right. Getting back to like further conversation, I think this is the problem though. That the the idea creativity 
is like has left the building. Like there's nothing left. Like they don't know what else to do. So they go, I remember I used to play a Pac-Man video game. Uh, that'd be a great film. Go ahead. Let's do that. It's like they, there's nothing new under the sun. Like they, they don't, there's no creativity anymore. And it's like, it, it's really, it's really depressing. You know, we, it's, it's because we went through this, this, I, I was like a quick run through it. We went mm-hmm. through the 80s. The 80s gave us Star Wars, some of the Star Trek original character uh, films, had Back to the Future, Indiana Jones. You had all those types of movies, uh, James Bond, stuff like that that came out of the 80s, right? Even though James Bond was like way older, but like some of the some of the cool films, all that stuff came out of the 80s. Then we went through this phase of sequels where like there was like three summers where all it was was part twos. You know, they decided to like, let's just pull a little bit. And let's see if we can make some extra sequels, you know, like let's let's try a fourth Indiana Jones film. Let's try this. Let's let's uh, try another Ghostbusters. Let's try like so it's like all these sequels. Now it's like how much juice can we squeeze out of these rocks, you know, um, as much as we can, you know, let's let's just squeeze. And so it's like now we're like in the in the world of remake. And it's like, let's just remake. Like when Disney remade The Lion King, all they did was like CGI a cartoon. You know, they remade Aladdin. They re like it's like now it's like let's do live action. Let's just remake it. Let's just remake it. Let's just remake it. So it's like we don't have good stories anymore, but we could pull from all the creativity that happened in the '80s and the sequels that were kind of popular. You know, around the 2000, and then. Now it's like let's just remake everything. <sighs> and it's I mean, just there's over. a there's a few reasons for it because essentially, I don't know who said it, but it is a quote that I'm probably going to butcher. But it's it's essentially something like uh, the, there's no original thought; every idea has already been thought of. Uh, all you can essentially like every idea that you think of is just essentially reordering things you've already experienced, and so that's what creativity has always been. It's been taking ideas that already exist somewhere and either iterating on them to improve them and change them or you take multiple different things and you combine them into something new so creativity has always been about that but the issue's been and it's the same it's been the same in gaming uh gaming's followed a similar path um just not as severe that as the cost of something increases the risk increases nobody wants to take the risk and so that's when you get sequels it's like well it cost us so much to launch that property now we've hit on something good we're just going to do it. But they were still good movies. The sequels, there's lots of sequels that were good. They may not have been good as the original in a lot of cases, most cases, but they were still entertaining and fun. The issue now is they can remake something and it's not good anymore. And it yeah. used to be good. You can still go and watch the original. And if they just like updated the graphics, it would still be good. You could still get that entertainment from it. So there's something been lost in the time from back then to now. And that is what was the entertainment they change something they take a key fundamental part and they think it's a minor thing because it's not important to them personally and they don't realize that everything's like a whole thing and you can't just take a piece you can't pick and choose it's not like a maths equation you just take numbers from and rearrange it it's not lego um you either have all of it or it's not the same and so as they take out all the jenga the the tower just falls and it loses what it was and i think that's what the issue is and people aren't now if someone makes a bad movie they just carry on and make another movie and they do it again yeah and so i think you've got all of these problems layering on itself but 
risk is probably the biggest one. They're just too expensive. And so, well, that's the, actually the interesting part. They want to lower their risk. So they will buy an IP that has a fan base attached to it, like Wheel of Time. But they simultaneously want that fan base, but they want to do a new thing. George R.R. R. Martin, um, he said, well, as a writer, he'd go insane if he didn't change things. And that is the problem. The writer cares about themselves and what they want. I don't care what the writer wants. I want you to make something entertaining. And if you're doing an adaptation, it's your job to put your ego to side and just adapt it. Um, I, I really don't care whether you had fun at work because most people don't have fun at work. Just do the job. And now writers are so cocky. They're so arrogant that they think they matter more than the IP. So they buy a property for the audience and then change it so much from what it was, they lose the entire audience. I also think this, the human, the human spirit, though, there's a lot of us that love nostalgia and not much nostalgia films, yeah. but even places that we visited, you, you see it all the mm-hmm. time. It's like, well, my dad took me here, so I want to take you here because I had such great memories here. Or they revisit places of, of their path. This is why people still go to Disney World, even though Disney World is not offered like what they're offering is a lot of trash right now. And like uh, a lot of like duct tape stuff and they're overcharging. There's something about it. Like people that are like, I haven't been there since I was a kid. And I have great memories of here with my mom and my dad and my family. And it was awesome. So it's like this whole nostalgia pool and Mm -hmm. they understand how that works in the human psyche as well. So it's, it's kind of like if we keep throwing nostalgia, that's why Spider-Man did so well. I'm I, Honestly, it didn't even have to be like the greatest story of all time. As long as you kind of didn't mess up Andrew Garfield and Toby, just throw them in there. People were going to watch that film because people love Toby and they have nostalgia. I went and saw that when I was younger with my buds. Let's go see it again. And so and, and so on like that. So they understand how like that works in a lot of human. But now we're getting to this point where you're ruining our nostalgia and we don't want you to touch it anymore but they're doing it anyway and it's like like for me it was like the kenobi series i'm just like oh my god please like i love obi-wan kenobi hating christensen would i want to see him on the big screen my nostalgia heart is like yes everything within me let me see them together again that would be freaking epic uh, unbelievable like it, it's just it was such a tug of war but then it's like well, it is Disney, and uh, nobody seems to be getting that correct anymore. And so, you know, they, here we it's are. It's because they don't get it. Right. That, that's, exactly. that's the thing. It's like they know people like nostalgia. And like the, 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 the effect of uh, like the way it works in your brain is kind of interesting. But it's like rose-tinted glasses. Uh, we have a built-in kind of uh, defense mechanism that you don't really... Like the moment pain has passed, you don't really remember what the pain was like. You know you're in pain. You can't really recall it as well. And so over time, all of your bad memories fade away and you're just left with the good ones. It's, a, it's a, like a mental um, protection mechanism. And, and so yeah, yeah, nostalgia will play on that. The, the issue is they understand that nostalgia works, probably because it's been passed down. Uh, someone who was far more talented than them like years ago has come up with all of these things that were probably taught in a school somewhere that nostalgia is good in movies. And so they know the idea and the concept but they don't understand it because they don't feel it themselves. These are people who 
do not have an attachment to essentially anything. They don't have attachment to where they were, they don't have attachment to their history, they hate their culture, they hate their nation, and so they're essentially, the only thing in their lives is them, their beliefs, whatever there's inside their own head. And that's how they become nihilistic, because they don't have anything greater than themselves to like work towards or aim for, it's just them. And that's a dark place to be. <laughs> that's going to lead nihilism, because you've got no re reason for being. And if you don't have those attachments to something previously, you're never going to understand why people value what came before. They, they, they know people like the old Spider-Man. They have no idea why. To them, they will look at it and they'll be like, well, you know, he was a guy in his 30s. Um, he's this, he's this. And they'll break it down to like physical characteristics and try and look at it as if it's an algorithm that they can crack and then just repeat infinitely. They'll never understand like the soul of what that movie was. I guarantee you they couldn't make Matrix again. Like, I, even the people that made it, they just do not understand anymore why that movie was good. Um, uh, so, like, I think... look at the latest one they dropped. It was... Yeah. Gah. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Like, I think, like, She-Hulk... Hulk? I keep saying She-Hulk, but it's She-Hulk. I believe uh, they're banking on the Daredevil, man. People loved Daredevil in Netflix. Loved Daredevil. And now it's like you're getting the same guy. You're getting the same it, for me in the Spider-Man person, though. It's it's the uh, when Charlie, when the Daredevil showed up in the Spider-Man movie, he got one of the loudest pops in my theater. Like that Daredevil scene where he just caught the brick and he's the lawyer, you know, and it's like that was like a huge pop. And so it's like they know, um, you know, it's like they know that 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 will that will help She-Hawk a little bit, you know, like the uh, people want to see. It'll, it'll help it people help. watch it. It won't help the show, but what I'm saying is, like, it'll help get People will click. tune in once. Right, right, right. Exactly. It's like, it'll be the same person. It can be the same actor. They can put him in the same costume. It will not be the same character. Yeah. He won't act the same. He won't talk the same. He won't be treated the same. They'll humiliate him. He'll go around telling her how amazing she is. The, the thing is that gets me, I should not be able to know whether your TV show or your movie sucks from the words that you use when you would do interviews. Yep. I, I can hear you talk and I will know whether your movie will be good. I shouldn't be able to do that. I yeah. shouldn't be able to hear one person's opinion about one thing and know every single other thing they believe in the world. People should be to use one of their words, nuanced. And yet now everyone's a carbon copy. If I, if I know your opinion on one thing, I can probably get the, like, the other 99% almost exact. And that's where we are with the movies. And everything they've said about She-Hulk, there's so many red flags about what it's going to be. And there's just, uh, okay, so the, the same actor in the same suit. But is it going to be the same person? I, I, I don't. And people will tune in to see him, and then they'll find him humiliated, and it'll be yet another thing where they're like, oh, they've done it again exactly uh oh my gosh we have a i didn't even know you were still my friend star wars theory <laughs> <laughs> holy crap and of course he comes in and says jay works for disney so there's that <laughs> thanks for stopping by man uh i'm so glad to know that you're still subscribed to this channel <laughs> <laughs> nah, Nia, Nia's a good dude, man. Uh, Nia's a good dude. So appreciate you stopping by. He says I work for Disney. Wicked Virtue for three dollars super sticker. Thank you so much. Everybody say hi to Star Wars Theory uh in the chat. Uh Jimbo for five says pack. Uh, thank you, Wicked Virtue, for the super sticker. I appreciate it. 
Jimbo for five says Pac-Man could go to a haunted house with exorcist to eat the ghost. That's true. I mean, again, people in my chat know how to write better stories than what's going on in Hollywood. Thank you for the $5. Evan says what sequels were good, if not better, um, you know, then top three. I got I got a list for you. So I think uh, the Dark Knight was better than the first Batman. Yeah. Um, Empire Strikes Back, arguably better than A New Hope. Um, Terminator 2 was definitely better than yeah, the first I film. Um, I liked Aliens better than Alien. Uh, I did. I, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not keen on the Alien movies. They're just not my thing. I don't, I don't know what it is about them. I've never really been keen. I'm a Predator guy. I love Alien. I, I, I also think. Uh, I also liked. Uh... Now, I, I would say this could be a hot take. Uh, Predator Two is better than Predator. I love Predator Two. It's my favorite. I really, one. it's, did not, it's love... not even close. I, I mean, Predator One is a great movie, but I do prefer Predator Two. I loved. Uh predator 2 i really did like i i don't know i watched it twice i can give you a really hot take as well like oh. i prefer uh matrix 2 to matrix i don't i've never met anyone else that agrees except my dad my dad agrees i i, I uh i think the action scenes are better and i love i'm a, i'm an absolute sucker for good action action scenes they don't hold up now with the cgi but at the time um I, my hot take is i'm not the biggest matrix fan I Two actually did like better than Fellowship. I, I, I I'd probably agree with that as well. I like the Two Towers a lot better. Yeah, that's my favorite one because that had that man that scene where it started to rain, and he's like, "So it begins." Ah, oh, dude, I don't know what it was. That's just like that was freaking sick. I, I'm Lord of the Rings is timeless, you know. So, uh, but still, I'm like the Matrix Two. I, I know a, I know a lot of like that's not very popular. I know that one. Bro, that that uh chase scene on the highway is one of my favorite scenes in cinematic mm -hmm. history. All the scenes, the chateau fight, that's awesome. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes in cinematic it's like, history. I'll handle him. You'll handle us. I, I thought it was foreigners. <laughs> they they had they showed respect. <laughs> and then it just dismantled the entire place. It's cool. Uh, aliens is that what do you guys think alien or aliens chat i definitely liked alien i could watch aliens any day of the week i think it's awesome uh return of the king is goat all three are great films yeah it's true when, when you have a great trilogy well my hot take is this doesn't really a trilogy um i like temple of doom better than the uh original so i haven't watched them in ages i can't really judge yeah. i can't really remember them I watched them as a kid multiple times, but not in years. Yeah, Templar, that's, that's my issue. Everyone's saying aliens, so like I've I've been more more of a TV guy for so long that most of the movies I've watched I haven't seen in a long, long time. I'm not Fear someone that really goes back and watches movies repeatedly. Fear the Beardo says Back to the Future Two. Oh man, I gotta disagree with you on that one. I, I like the original Back I to the Future. Can't remember which one that is. That the one with the hoverboards? Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, I liked it too. Like that's the problem when you're dealing with a, like a perfect trilogy, and then it's like yeah, I'd have to watch both of them to judge. That's that's the thing with that. Like, I do they think were, they were good. I do think uh, if I were to pick a perfect movie, my perfect movie list, and man, these are all '80s films. It's crazy. Is uh, Raiders oh, yeah, of the Lost Ark? Um, 
uh jaws i think jaws is a perfect movie i think raiders of the lot even though it's not my favorite indiana jones i think it's a perfect movie i think empire strikes back is pretty perfect uh back to the future one is pretty perfect um maybe the original matrix be that'd be pretty good but those are like and i'm talking like perfect film like that's a that's a hard list to make the top gun top gun is up there yeah if i go and think of anything like even comedy right comedy was so much more funnier in the 90s 90s and uh, early 2000s i think is where just so many things went downhill like around 2005 and now i can watch a comedy panel shows in, in the uk used to be incredible and now they're just not funny they're not funny at all um and i i don't know what it is it's everything like went downhill all at the same time and the thing is, the people on the comedy panel shows now are the same people that were doing the comedy panel shows back when they were good. Uh, which is so weird. Like, they just lost talent over time. Do you think, uh, like, think it'll change? Um, I think so many things would have to change at the same time that I kind of don't see how things can. Because essentially, one of the things which the the thing that the main change would be if people stopped being afraid, but the that that's like triggers multiple things because to stop being afraid, you'd have to stop being afraid of the consequences, which would have to mean that there wasn't consequences, or there were so many people speaking out all simultaneously that consequences couldn't physically be put on everybody because there's just too many of them, um, or like whatever is causing people to be afraid, like is no longer popular and everyone's on a different website or whatever it happens to be so I, when things are in real life it's far easier to like it's far harder to suppress something in real life because you've got to be everywhere but online everything centralizes and that makes things more difficult to do and uh, i want to read one stream labs and then one final couple questions and then we're done we're going to talk a little youtube for the working man this coming from my main man all the way from across the pond as well and if you don't know this account i gotta have him on the podcast soon you're gonna love this guy kung fu hot dog i love kung fu hot dog one of the funniest youtubers ever just getting started talks pop culture uh he says hey jane disparu did you hear that john is returning as frank castle i find this disappointing considering uh, John didn't want to return under the Disney umbrella and people wanted to cancel the Punisher this year in the comics. Yeah, that's, <sighs> that's, uh, that, I... yes, I, the Punisher is my all time favorite comic book character. I don't know what it is. My all time favorite comic book character. And they want to get rid of his symbol. They want to make it. They changed. They changed his backstory in the comics to where a girl, his wife, rescued him instead of what it was before. Of course, and now they're changing all these things. People don't like him, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I just read the private chat. I'll just say okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's it, it scares me what they're going to do to him. I, if they change him to the new Punisher they have out now, it's not even the Punisher anymore, and and you shouldn't even be watched. But as we get ready to wrap up, closing down to one last question for you, Disparu. If you had to give an up-and-coming, expiring YouTuber some advice, 
What would you give him? What would you tell him? Uh, the the first one, and it's it's a mistake that I think I uh, would fall foul of as well. Is don't focus on perfection. Just start making videos. Uh, you, you'll want to really try hard, incredibly hard on your first video. Don't do it. Um, make it as good as you can, but spend a reasonable amount of time on it. Because if you spend like a, a month on it to get it perfect, no one's going to see it anyway. No one's going to see your first ones. Your better thing is to start making videos and work on improving each one a little bit. And you'll experiment over time, you'll get better on camera, you'll learn. And by doing things, you'll learn far more, far faster than trying to perfect whatever your first one is. And other things are like, you kind of... There's a lot about, I think, uh, human psychology and why people watch videos. And I, I, I like to make videos a story. Uh, some people do like short news things, so they can be informative. Uh, but if you want to do longer things, then guiding people along some kind of path that is interesting and evolves as you kind of go i think works better for longer form videos like i say each person does it differently depends what you want to do but for me that's the kind of style i go for and um editing doesn't need to be complex but i like to vary up what's on the screen i've always thought of my channel as um it, it's topical based but i'd like to think it's at least like person personality in a certain way because I never wanted to be stuck on a, a topic. I didn't want to be talking about Kenobi forever. And so for that, people don't just need to like you talking about Kenobi, they need to like you so they come back for you. And I think making your thing personality-based so you can talk about a broad range of things is better. And that will mean... That's why I go full screen on my stuff. There's the articles that I'm talking about, and then there's me full screen on the camera, which is generally like my opinion on what it is. And I think things like that help. Not only because it just varies people watching and people get bored and click off easily, but making something about you rather than a topic. Like, if you just want to talk about sharks, fair enough. There's your, there's your thing. That's an informative topic uh, thing, but um, for a channel like mine, I always made it important videos were varied that they guided along a story and i wanted people to like me now also i'm never like you, you have to be yourself because i think if you start lying about yourself and being someone yeah. you're not that's how you get burnout that's how you hate what you do so uh i also have the attitude that if you don't like me that's fine but you should probably stop watching because i'm not going to change uh, no i'm so old at this point i don't think i could change to be honest but um <laughs> It's it is a case of I don't know. Ev everyone is different, and you come up with your own priorities. And I think you'll discover those by doing the first one. Just get videos, start making them. Don't focus on perfection. Work on incremental improvement, and over time, you will learn. You'll learn what you like. You'll learn what works. Uh, and learn from others, man. Ask advice. We're just oh, yeah. simple people. If you want to know what kind of mics we use or whatever, uh. You know? I, I also think not not looking at what other people have because everyone falls into it. Everyone right. falls into it. You you look at what other people have and you're like, that's not working for me. That can crush you. Compare yeah. yourself to yourself, your own yeah. metrics to your own metrics. Aim for incremental improvement on everything. Just be yeah. a little bit better in the next video than you were in this one. And you know, in a year, you'll be so far past where you were when you started. Uh, you'll look back, and this is why everyone thinks their original videos were trash. They didn't at first. They yeah. do a year into it. And have fun, everybody. This has yeah. been Disparu. Thanks for hanging out with me. He's actually about to hop over on the Tabletop channel.
So we're going to end this. Uh, if you're listening on any podcast, the links are in the description below. Check out Disparo's YouTube channel and all his takes over there. Uh, you can find it. Uh, also, follow me on Locals. I'm going to be starting doing a lot of stuff on Locals. I know this ending is going to talk about Patreon, but I prefer if we start moving everything over to Locals. Thank you, Disparo, for being here. Check out the links in the description below. That's it. We're done. We will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. We hope you are inspired today. To hear more of the conversation, check out our Patreon or become a member of the channel. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode. And welcome to the rebellion.